this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praises to the most high God. We thank the Lord for another opportunity just to come to worship, to exalt his holy name, to go forth in the study of, of the word of God. Amen. Uh, let's do this this morning. I just feel the, the sense of the spirit that we are supposed to go forth in prayer. And so if you allow us just to pray with you this morning, glory to God. Gracious Father, we give you thanks and we praise you for what you're doing in this hour. We thank you for how you're moving, how you're molding, how you're shaping us and causing us to come in alignment with your spirit. I thank you for change that is coming forth in this hour. Yet I'm praying, Father, even in this hour that you cause your people to be encouraged. For, for those that have found themselves in a state of discouragement, I thank you that on today that you will minister to their hearts and minister their minds to cause them to look up and to know that their Redeemer lives. And so, Father, we thank you for what you're doing, for what you're going to do. We thank you for breakthroughs in Jesus' mighty name. Saints of the Most High God, we all just say amen as to say we're in agreement. Amen. Listen, um, I'm looking at the Word of God, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the presence of the Holy Spirit is, uh, we, we use the word overwhelming. The Spirit of God is overwhelming us. He's causing us to come into new places. And, and I know, uh, without a doubt, many of you are in a place of transition. Many of you are in a place now where you're seeking answers and direction and guidance. And someone said that's always, but I, I, I just sense that even now. So for many that they're trying to find out what is that God is moving me into, where I need to be. And I want to tell you, uh, if you're in a state where you're looking for answers, God is in a place now. He wants to give you the insight or the wisdom. Amen. Because the next move or the next step, how we want to call it, uh, the transition of the spirit of God is going to cause you to come into a higher places. You can no longer stay where you were. Whether you like it or not, you got to move. Tell somebody I got to vacate that spot. Glory to God. Where you were, somebody else is waiting to come. So you get an evicted. Glory to God. You know, uh, eviction sometimes, you know, it, it would seem like it's a bad thing. But sometimes people need to be, be evicted just to get into a place where they need to go. Sometimes people need to be pushed to move. Amen. If you don't push them, they'll stay right in the same place. The Holy Spirit is just showing me to this end that many of you have been needing a thrust. You've been looking to just stay in the place that you're in. You just want it, you know, just want it. Things became comfortable. Uh, and you just got in that spot. God does not want you there. He wants you to move, to elevate. He wants to thrust you into a higher sense, uh, if you will, of the spirit. And so by doing this, uh, by doing that, there's a sense of frustration in your life because it looks like nothing's happening. Glory to God, like nothing's moving, but yet you're being moved. You just don't know it yet. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna take and I just wanna I'm gonna go through some places in the Word of God. We're gonna be in the book of 2 Kings, uh, third chapter. Amen. And uh, I just want to be able to highlight some things. I don't know why the Holy Spirit, you know, um, has sent me here. And I just feel like it, for whatever reason, this is something that's for us 
this morning. Glory to God. And so in 2 Kings chapter 3, amen, we want to go um, round about the 14th verse. Um, and let me just, just give you some background information because I don't, you know, you're going to have to go tell somebody we're going to go back and read it. <laughs> amen. See, see, see how that was? It's like uh, I like to ask the church sometimes, do you feel like working? Um, that, that's an indication that means that you get to go into your Bibles. And, you know, it's interesting because I found out that when we say go into the Bible, you know, we want to do some work. It's an open book test and we keep failing. Glory to God. And so uh, this morning we need to open our books and some things you got to go back and look at because I, I don't have the time to really compensate you in the areas that I, that I would like. But I want to just highlight about three or four different things in these verses. Amen. Uh, as, it, as it would, there are three kings that are going to come together. Uh, these three kings that come together, the reason for it is that there is one particular king that has rebelled. He was supposed to, to pay a particular type of tribute, a, a particular type of tax, and he refused to pay it, so he's rebelling. He's one of the Moabites, and so he's rebelling, and in the course of his rebelling, uh, they have to now, the king, one king has to do something about it, and so he gets these other kings to join in and join their forces, and literally what they say, uh, they let him know that they're going to come to work with him, uh, work alongside of him, that whatever they have is his, whatever, whatever is at his, their disposal now becomes a part of his. And so um, I just want you to hear it and see it so we can kind of move into that place. And I want to highlight a few things for you because um, as they begin to work together, they then come to a position or to a place. And that's where we want to go. Uh, There's a number of things that we can kind of highlight, just pull out, because I want to help you get to some places. Amen. You just got to follow along with me. Amen. And so uh, let's begin, let's begin, verse 13. Uh, and Elisha said unto the king of Israel, oh, let's, we got to back up, I'm sorry, because i got to give you just a little bit. Go to verse 11. They were looking, at verse 11, that what happens is they come into a situation where they're, they're looking um, as they go out, decide to go out and battle against the Moabites, the, the Moabs, you know, as they're going to go to battle with them, they, they run into some different things. Uh, and so, they're out, they've been out seven for seven days in verse nine. So the king of Israel went and the king of Judah and the king of Edom, they fetched the compass of seven days. They had been out for seven days journeying and, and they found themselves in a position where after 30, excuse me, after seven days of, of venturing out, they had come to the place they had no water, no water for the host, for the people and for the cattle, um, for any of the people, the accompaniment that was there they had no water. They had no means to, to give them water. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord has caused these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of the Moab. And so they're believing now at this point, wait a minute, God doesn't send us out here that now we, you know, we don't even have water. So it's obvious God's not with us. Verse 11, but Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and says, Here is Elisha, the son of Shabbat, which poured water on the hands of... It. Basically, he was the, the servant to Elijah. And he said he, he, he worked alongside of Elijah. And Jehovah said, The word of the Lord is with him. 
So God, God is speaking unto or speaking through him. So the king of Israel said, and Jehoshaphat said, and the king of Edom went down to him. He said, okay, let, listen, let's get together. Let's go journey there. Let's go so that we can talk to the prophet. Let's get some information from the prophet. Glory to God. And Elijah said unto the king of Israel, now, when Elijah's seen him, he's like, hey, because he, if you recognize, you have to go back and you'll find out from the beginning, Elijah, these individuals were serving Baal. They were serving another God. And so when Elijah sees this particular king, he's like, hey, uh, why, what, do I, what do I got to do with you? What do you and me have anything to do with one another? We got nothing in common. Basically, that's what he tells him. We ain't got nothing in common. There's no reason for me to have anything to do with you. In fact, he, he suggests to him when they come inquiring about a prophet, he said, why don't you go and uh, why don't you talk to them prophets? You know, since Baal got prophets, go talk to Baal's prophets. You want to get a word, go get a bit word from Baal. <laughs> and so um, that's what's going to happen. And so, uh, so and Elijah said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, nah. For the Lord have caused these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. So now he says, hey, listen, let's get this right. The reason we're here is because we know God. We're on a mission from God. Amen? We're on a mission from God. Can I tell you right now, many of you are in a place right now you feel like because things are not working, they're not coming together, it looks like all kinds of problems, you're wondering where God is. And I want to tell you, if you have been called and or chosen of God, if you are of the, of the household of faith, God has you on a mission. Therefore, there is a purpose in spite of how it looks, God is in the midst. Amen. And so, so as we begin to keep on reading, and Jehovah said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Edom, went down to him. And Elijah said unto the king of Israel, What do I do? They get thee to the prophets of the father and to the prophets of the mother. And the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth. Man, I love this. Because Elijah, when he says these, these words, and Elijah says, As the Lord of hosts liveth. He's basically saying, um, if you understand um, his, his name, all these things, they represent the sense of, he represents his God. He, you know, who he, he's telling you who his God is. Okay? And so he said, the Lord is, you know, um, God or Joe, how you say, uh, Yah is my God. That's what his name represents. And so he's telling them already, the Lord that I represent uh, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not I would not look toward thee nor see thee. I wouldn't even bother looking at you because I represent my God. My God is who I stand for. Y'all with me? Now I got y'all y'all looking funny at me. Y'all looking funny. So so he's like, hey, I want you to understand. I represent my God. I stand only for my God. And because I stand for him and you don't stand with us and stand for us, I don't even know why I shouldn't look at you. Why I should even hear what you have to say. But because I regard Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I'm going to give you an ear. <laughs> and so he says something. Now listen, be attentive to this. Because here's something that's, that's happening. Many of us are missing some things. He says, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Now listen, I don't want you to miss this because 
it wasn't the sense that he needed somebody to come to play, but what he needed was to get into an atmosphere of worship. Glory to God. Listen, I want you to understand this. Many of you are looking at your situation. You're disturbed. You're discouraged. Let me tell you like this. The situation has you so in a place where everything is obscured around you. But what God wants you to do is get into a different posture, a different place. He wants you to create an atmosphere that causes or conducive for worship. Man. So wait a minute, what's, what's happening? He says, call for the minstrel. Call for someone to play. What did he want? He wanted somebody to soothe him, to calm him, to move him into a different mindset. Wait, what happens when we have all the distractions and things that go forth? Do you recognize what disturbs you? It's hard sometimes to concentrate, to just get your mind where you need to be when everything around you is just chaotic. Man, just, let's just be real. Many of you are in a place that it's like there's so much going on that you can't even hear if God spoke. <laughs> he said, listen. Now, they, it's almost like they saying, hey, listen, we need you to go into action. They, they come into the prophet and they tell the prophet, hey, give me a word. Anybody ever ask you, what, what's the Lord saying today? Is there a word? From, you ever heard of, Is there a word from the Lord? It's like they, when you come in and they know you move in that place where relatory gifts flow from, from within you, they're looking to the point where, hey, you got something for me? You ever been around someone? They know you, you just gave a word to somebody else. You got a word for me? Did the Lord, did the Lord say something to you? We sometimes have to create an atmosphere that's conducive to even getting right. You know what it's like to be outside and you're playing and everything's going now. Someone say, in the midst of your playtime, they say, hey, you got a word? <laughs> in the midst of everything that's going on, can I tell you, the body of Christ has had difficulty hearing God in the midst of everything, that's, unless you've learned to discipline yourself, to hear God, even in the midst of chaos, then you're in trouble because you have to get in this place. you got to settle everything down. Y'all not hearing me today. He says he calls. Listen, he wants, they want to hear from God. We need to hear from God. Does anybody need to hear from God? Am I the only one? This is, God, we need to hear you. We need someone that's in tune. We need someone that's in place. Sometimes we just have to create the right atmosphere. I don't know if it makes sense to you. But you know what? It, it, it's, it's appropriate because if you watch this, you remember, remember David. And I hate to give you all kinds of things, but I just want to understand. Saul had a problem, man, where Saul mentally and emotionally, Saul sometimes, he would just get kind of like go off. He'd get crazy. But he called David. He called for David to play, and David would get his little string instrument. But when David began to play, it calmed Saul down. He created a different type of atmosphere. A if you remember, David was a worshiper. Yes. Whew. Man, I tell you, one of the things that happens is that when the atmosphere is shaped, when the atmosphere is set for worship, Things begin to take a different place. You know, let me tell you something about worship. Sometimes the people, the people, the people come in and they, they all messed up. And it's good when the church can start off in worship. Glory to God. When everybody gets to the place they're worshiping God, 
you know, we move from these different places, but when we get into worship and the whole place just begins to fill with the aroma that goes forth unto the nostrils of the Father, it changes everything. I don't care how you feeling or how upset, you know, you, you were crying when you came in, snotting and crying, throwing it all. When you came in about your circumstances, but when you got into worship, oh, you just got into a place where you are loving on God. Nothing else mattered. In that atmosphere, it's conducive for the spirit of God to move. Ooh, man, it just kind of soothes everything, calms everything. It sets things in motion. Listen, tell somebody you got a weapon, but you haven't chosen to use it. Woo. Can you imagine that? Having an arsenal at your, at your disposal, but you refuse. Here it was. He said, listen, the, here was the prophet. Now the prophet got the word on. The prophet is in the place. He can hear God. The prophet's been, okay, calm down. The prophet. <laughs> this prophet is unusual. God has been visiting him. God has been doing, he's just now, just recently got a double portion of what his predecessor had. He's got a double portion of what he had. Woo, glory to God. And the one before him, you were talking about somebody that was bad. He was so bad that he, you know, he didn't die. He just, he went off in a chariot in a world. Glory to God. That dude was bad. Ain't nobody been like him. But he got a double portion of what he had. And his mental fit. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Yes. So, so here it is. Listen, they didn't call. They, they didn't call for the baddest dude in the land. We know you can hear from God. <laughs> Woo! I want somebody that can get into the presence of God. If you can't get it, at least I know. But the, here it is. The man of God turns around and says, "Hey, can you get me a minstrel? Can you get somebody? He can hear from God." But he says, "Listen, y'all done already upset me." Y'all had already annoyed me. You have already bothered me. You came in with the wrong attitude. Let's set something in order. Listen. He said, let's cause the minstrel, let him play. When the minstrel began to play, I don't know what he was strumming. Woo! He was just strumming, but something began to stir in the prophet, and he began to listen. Mm. Glory to God. I don't know about you. But I can imagine something was happening. Woo, help me. I guess the praise team began to sing. Glory to God. And real praises started going forth. You, you, know, you ever sit there when real praises go forth? I'm just going to be mad today. I'm mad. I didn't want to come to church. And then the real praise start going. You, 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 you trying to fight it. <clears throat> For, then you start rock. Okay, glory to God. Y'all settle down, man. Woo, and here's what happened. That worship set in. Man, you didn't even know you was going to grab your flags. <laughs> Woo. You didn't know you was going to jump. You can't play the tambourine and you start. <laughs> Woo, worship set in. And glory to God, you, 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 you wasn't even going to smile today. I wasn't going to smile, Pastor Ron. Bless you. You know, something said, it sets an atmosphere. It sets a tone. The prophet said, let's set the right atmosphere. Let's use the weapons that are available to us. 
Some of you are in this place right now. You're saying, God, I need to hear. He said, if you'll just set the tone in your house, if you'll just set aside a moment, turn your TV off, turn something down, and get to the place that you can just get into the presence. How I get there? Maybe you need to turn your worship mood on. Whew. I almost feel like Kirk. Make me want to stomp. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Listen, you got to get to another place, folks. You got to understand that something has got to happen. You know, we, we got to be in this mode that we're panting after the spirit of the living God. We got to want him more than we want anything. Here's what they were setting, the atmosphere. And then the prophet says, can you imagine this? Can you imagine this? The prophet who can hear from God, the prophet who's walking with God, he's been in a place already, but y'all tried to upset him. You tried to move him. Just your presence was upsetting to him. He said, let's get this thing straight. Let's get it all figured out. He said, now, after all that happens, he done moved. He didn't want, see, you remember, he didn't want to be bothered with this guy. Hmm, I shouldn't even be talking to you. <laughs> Woo! But the spirit of God came in. Brought in a different attitude. Brought in a different mindset. Brought him into a whole nother place. Everything shifted. Tell somebody it's going to shift when you start worshiping. So when's it going to change? When you start worshiping. Okay. Set the atmosphere. I'm not going to take long. Just help anybody out. So here's Elisha. And Elisha says, bring this minstrel. As the minstrel played. Watch. When the minstrel played. When the minstrel played, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon him. All he said is the power of God came on the man. When did it happen? They started playing. He shifted. Atmosphere set. He shifted. The minute he started playing, they started getting into that place of worship, exalting the Father. The aroma started going forth. Started filling the room. Glory to God. I believe the Shekinah glory just came up in that place. Whew. Then the man of God said. He didn't come out of his own mindset. Now you look at it because before you could tell he was in his own way. He said, I don't want to be bothered with you. You, you gone. <laughs> but now when the spirit of God comes. The power. The power. And the presence. Say so when the hand. When you talk about this hand. It is the power of God. It's the presence of God. God's hand coming upon the man. Whew. Wow. But what happens when the hand of the Lord came upon him? Once the, the presence moved, he shifted. Now the power of God came. And in the midst of that power, the authority of the spirit of the living God. Begin to speak. Anybody want to hear it all? Yes. You keep saying yes, but y'all don't. See, see, listen. One thing you're going to find out in, these, in this particular teaching is that what, there's some things that happen. God's going to minister. God's going to speak. God's going to say, hey, I, I, want a, I have a miracle for you. Yes. Imagine the Lord saying he's got a miracle for you, but then he says, but there's something you got to do. Oh, God. Something else I got to You know, because most folks are saying already, I'm tired. I don't want to do nothing else. But when he says, he says, not only there's something for you to do, you're going to have to participate. Listen to this. Tell somebody you're going to have to participate. 
one of the things you had to do to do to participate was to first to get into a mode of worship. Y'all lazy. Glory to God. See, I've been worshiping, I've been praying, and ain't nothing happened. It's not until you shift. See, you know, ain't a point you saying, I got into worship, you just turned on some music. You didn't even get into it. But when you shift in this place, when you really start worshiping, see, before you know it, I'm going to tell you something. I heard some folks that can't sing a lick. They can't sing. But when, when they get into worship, when it shifts, forget about the music that's playing. They just start singing. All you hear is them. But they're in a place with God that what it sounds like to them, because they're in that place with the Spirit of the Lord, it's sweet aroma going to the nostrils of the Father. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And they're in that place. They shift it. And when you shift, am I on the right now? Yes. When you shift, nothing else matters. When you shift on the presence, that power, the hand of God comes upon you, nothing else matters. Most of you have not shifted. You haven't gotten into pres the presence. You didn't get the power, but you moved premature. You got to stay here. I ain't going to tell you to stay there a day because it ain't going to take all day if you really get there. Someone said, well, when am I going to get there? Just get into it. Create the atmosphere. You know, uh, we just said, just to show you about setting the atmosphere, a few moments ago, a little while ago, I came into the house of worship, and it was hot. Glory to God, it wasn't because of the presence of the Lord. It was just hot. I think it was from the outside coming on the inside, and I don't know whether they were trying to conserve the, the energy, but glory to God, it got hot. And, I, I, you know, I'm not one of those that's going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to tell you if I don't like something. And I, I just, you know, not pretending. I, I just let them know, hey, I'm passing out. I, I need some air. Glory to God. Now, they done got some air. It feels good. It's, con it, it's creating an atmosphere, a temperature that's set. Am I, am I the only one? It's comfortable now. Glory to God. It, it's comfortable. Except for those that got on a sweater to have a different temperature. But <laughs> it's, the temperature is set. Man, it's nice. When you get to that place that you create a climate because you turn the temperature and you create that climate, I want to tell you, you get ready to shift. Oh, yeah, they don't shift. And everything around you is getting ready to change. It may not change in that moment, but the way you see it, the way you think, it changes. The man of God's mindset changes as the presence of God, as the entrance into the presence of God and the power of God comes to rest on him and in him from the moment he allows himself to go into this place. Tell somebody, I need to go. I, I, I want to tell you, you may have to press your way in. You may have to press your way in. Now listen, he called for the minstrel. You may have to set some things in place. This was intentional. So, so, so mind you, some of you are going to have to intentionally set things up to get something different in this hour. Help me, Holy Ghost. Okay, let me try to, try to move. I got some more that I wanted to say, but is that helping? That makes sense? Yes, yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so look at this. Look at this. And so, and the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus saith the Lord. Now, now you got to understand. Remember, remember what's really taking place. There's no water. You forgot about that, huh? I got to go on so long, y'all forgot. <laughs> 
The reason why they the reason why they want the prophet because they don't have no water. They've been journeying for seven days. Pastor Rod, I don't know about you, but shoot, you give me about three hours in out in this type of sun. Glory to God. If I don't get no water, I'm quitting. Brother Paul on the first tree, you can you start looking for me because I'm I'm done. Help me, Holy Ghost. But listen, they've gone seven days. There's no water for them, for the men. There's no water for for the cattle. And basically, they're at a point now, they're thinking, we're going to die. God done brought us out here. God has sent us out in this place to die. Ooh, that sounds interesting, doesn't it? Sound like fun? God, you, you called us and now you brought... And a lot of you, that's the way you feel. It's like, God, you have brought me out into the wilderness. You brought me out into the desert. God, you said you called me, but now here I am. You have stranded me out here with nothing. Ooh, when I say it like that, I see... But that's what, how most people have been feeling. That's the way a lot of us have been going on. In this hour, a lot of people believe that God has left them. He's forgotten me. You ever, you ever try to send up, you know, a, a little, what do you call that? You shoot it in the air? Flare? Yeah, you ever shoot up a flare? Father, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, do you not know that I'm here? Glory to God. It's like we, we literally are trying to tell God, God, here, I'm over here. You, you miss me. You didn't move it to everybody else, but you forgot me. He hasn't forgotten you. Even though things look like the way they are, there's some things God wants at this point in time. I'm telling you, it's a move that the Spirit of God wants to do in your life. Touch your neighbor say, this one's for you. See, don't, see, see how mad, that, that almost make you mad because you didn't touch your neighbor and said, this one's for you. What about me, Lord? No, this is for you. God wants you to know it's your time, it's your season, in spite of what it looks. And, I, and you know, I, I, I'm going to dispel some of your rumors in the midst of talking about this because sometimes some things, even the way it looks, even the way it looks, it, it looks bad, but it's, it's not like you think it is. God's going to take the bad situation and turn them around. God's going to elevate your situation beyond the sense that it looks like, beyond the place where it's at, into something better than you could ever imagine. Okay, let's stay on the word. Stay on the word, King. So here it is. Here's the prophet. He gives them a word. So you remember, we were talking about the water. Glory to God, right? Woo! Let me, okay, y'all help me because I thought I lost my place. Okay. Verse 15, we on? Verse 16. And he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Now listen, remember I just told you before you had to, you, you're going to have to do something, even to set the, tell somebody this is purposeful things. This is like on purpose. Tell somebody on purpose. I want to change. Anybody want to change? Yes. You want something to happen? Then on purpose, you're going to have to do something on your part on purpose. I didn't say that right. It's like I got to purposely do something. You know, sometimes, Paul, we just sit back and say, God, you know, I love it when people say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? God will do it. Won't he do it? <laughs> You know, but then when God says, I want you to do something, they said, oh, no, God, you're going to do it. <laughs> but there's some things that it is intentionally set upon us to go forth by the spirit to do some particular things. God will give you the specifics. Now, this just kind of gets you upset because while you're looking for your miracle, God says you have to participate. God, I thought you was just going to do it. I want you to participate. So that you will see that you couldn't have done it, but I'm doing it. Okay, okay. 
Watch this. And so he tells them, make this valley full of ditches. Now, this, this in itself, this is going to require, if you look at what's getting ready to happen to them, Brother Billy, is that they have to now, they got to go forth, they got to dig. He's telling them, dig ditches. And he says, I want you to go in the valley and start digging ditches. We're looking for water. He said, dig dirt. We're looking for water. He said, just move dirt. I want you to dig ditches. That don't even sound right. God going to have you do something that does not seem like it's supposed to be. That just messes you up right there. Because everybody's looking for God. You ever tell God how to, you asking God to give you a miracle, then tell him what he's got to do. God, I need this, and so I'm going to need you to do this in seven days. <laughs> you know, and so it's, 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 it's the thing about it. God works in unusual fashion or unusual ways. He doesn't always do the, the thing that you would think. He doesn't always do the norm. And so look, look at the word. He, so, so I'm not making stuff up. It's just in the word. And he said he told him to make this valley full of ditches. Now make the valley full of, you know what he's talking about? He's telling this company of individuals, uh, this host of arm, this army, he says, I want you to go out and dig ditches. Now, now, let's take this and put it in its proper context and proper perspective. One of the things you have to know, um, seven days, we've been without water. Men and cattle. Nothing's changed. You're still in the same place. You still want water, but I'm asking you for your miracle to do what? I want you to go out there and dig some ditches. Don't you know I'm thirsty? <laughs> Does it make sense to you? Because most of you, can I be, just, just bring it home for a second. Most of you are looking for something from God, but you're not willing to put in what God's going to require. It's going to require something of you. Nobody wants to hear that, that while you're yet tired, and I can't, you ever tell yourself, I can't move another muscle. I can't go another day. I can't do, it's kind of like, I watch sometimes, you know, um, you know, when people go to boot camp and they tell them, listen, uh, you know, 10 more, 10 more. And the guy gets his place, I can't do another one. He says, he says, just give me one, give me one. Before you know it, he didn't give him one. He said, give me another one. Give him another one. Give me another one. He gave three. I thought you didn't have no more. Well, I don't have no more after that. <laughs> but this is us. Most of you have been telling God for a long time, I can't take any more. This is too much for me. But the Spirit of God is saying, in this time, I have a miracle for you, but you must participate in the miracle. Whew. Well, one of the things we didn't find out, some of you just need to pray. You know, I find it, I really find it, um, I don't even know how to put it. I found a, a lot of individuals, I've gone to places and the Holy Ghost says, what I want you to do, they're discouraged, they're disgruntled, they're disappointed, they're disillusioned, they're disturbed. And, and all they got, the, all this dis, and all of the, you can just get rid of the dis, you can, you can find. If you can get rid of discouragement, you'll find courage, encouragement. You know, if you can, y'all don't understand it. All this dis, if you just dis that stuff and distance yourself from it, you'll find what you really need. What God really is trying to get to so many of us is that if he can get you to this place just to, to get you what we call to find your courage to stand up to do something that you said you couldn't do. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. 
It's like, hey, there's something that you're going to have to do in this. And see what I'm saying? I found people were the only thing the Holy Ghost has said. And I said, listen, I said the only thing he's asking them to do. He says, I just want you to praise. But they're discouraged. And they're so discouraged that it's hard to even praise. My words to somebody the other day, God just gave me a new word. I just made it up. I guess I don't know what, what he gave me. He said, tell them, give them systematic praise. I said, Father, what's systematic praise? Now I sound intelligent. You know, systematic, do some systematic praise. It's like, listen, just begin to thank him for whatever you can find. Oh, go outside. Thank, oh, Father, thank you for the butterfly. Woo! Just start thanking him. And before you know it, you're going to be thanking him just to be thanking him. Glory to God. You'll be thinking, hey, I can lift my hands with no Glory. Hallelujah. It's, it's systematic if you just begin to process it and go through it. We don't want to do that. It don't make sense. It's just too much work. Don't you? And, and, you know, you will talk yourself down instead of talking yourself up. Why can't we praise him? I'm just too discouraged. <laughs> But I found the Lord, the word that God wants for, for someone to get their miracle. He says, I just want you to praise me. And they say, I can't praise. I just, I'm just going through too much right now. Oh, just to join in and praise to get your miracle. Tell somebody I want my breakthrough. Oh, okay, I'm going to just talk to myself. So he's telling them, I want you to go out and dig ditches. Dig ditches while they're still tired. They're still thirsting. You know, and the thing about it, when you get thirsty, you get to be honest, when you're thirsty, it's hard to work, especially if it got hot. And I know it's hot in these areas. It's hot. And, and I know about hot. Oh, I can't take the heat. Glory to God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that I wasn't there that day. Brother Paul, I thank God I wasn't there that day because, oh, I might have gotten in trouble when they said dig the ditch. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Listen to this. For thus saith the Lord, you shall not see wind, Neither shall you see rain, yet the valleys shall be filled with water, that you may both drink, and your cattle, and your beasts. No, 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 no. Now, right there, God says, hey, listen, what they were, what only thing they were really asking God for was for water. Y'all know that, right? They ain't asked him about the battle. The, they ain't even made it to battle. All they want now. They, they just, God, we don't want to die out here with no water. And I want to tell you something. For everyone needs to hear this. You need to know this because you're asking God for certain things. And you're only looking at your specific particular area or your particular situation. But when God gets ready, when God has completed blessing you, He's going to encompass areas and things that you never even considered. He's going to bless you over and above anything that you could have even thought of. He's going to bless you in ways that you would not consider. God is going to do miraculous things, not just in one area. When God's done, it's going to be a blessing to everyone around you. He says, this valley is going to be filled with water that you, you, you may Drink both you and your cattle and your. He said, "Man, I'm gonna supply." God literally says, "I'm gonna supply. I'm gonna, I'm gonna supply all your needs." Isn't that kind of like what you're looking for? Yes. Jehovah Jireh. Yeah, we we say we call him that, but it's obvious we don't believe it. Jehovah, the the Lord will supply. And look at verse 18. He says this. And this is what I want to get you guys to understand. I, what? Man, anybody got some difficult scenarios? Tough situations. I guess, Lord God, 
Father, I'm the only one that's ever had a problem. So this, this word is for problems that I might have. Woo! And he says, but I don't know how your word, how your word is, but he said, this is but a light. But this is, man, this ain't nothing. <laughs> Lord, we've been thirsting for seven days and you telling, right. look, look, prophet, you what? Do you understand what you just told us? This ain't, this is just a light thing. God's like, that ain't no big thing. What you asking for, it ain't nothing. Woo, help me, Holy Ghost. See, y'all didn't stop, y'all didn't look at that because it's like, hey, wait a minute. Now, now God says, hey, listen, I want you to understand that you're not going to see the wind. You, you ain't going to see how this thing's happening. He said, but it's going to be water to fill all these ditches. Up. They see, they couldn't go out and just dig a couple of holes. Because you know how we'd have done it. We just dug up a hole. I'm finished. <laughs> he said, the valley. I want this valley covered with holes. Whew. I don't know if anybody ever thinks about this. Because when you go back in the word of God, you'll see it over and over again. God literally asked for individuals. I want you to join in in the miracle that I have for you. Remember the woman, the woman that was in the situation? He told her, he said, listen... I want you to go out and borrow water pots. Don't borrow a few. He said, don't borrow a little bit. He said, I want you to go out and borrow as many as you can. He said, go out. <laughs> Sound like a preacher. Go out <laughs> and borrow. He said, go out and borrow. He said, don't just borrow a few. And so it required, man, you know, it took them out of the place of comfortability. You know what it's like to have to go to your neighbors and then beyond your neighbors into other areas? They went into other places asking, just, say, listen, we, I just want to borrow a water pot. I'm going to return it. I just want to borrow your water pot. Folks looked at him like, yeah, we got a water pot. Got a water pot out there, you know, and you got to understand, a water pots were available because you use these water pots to wash your feet. There's a whole host of things that went on with these water pots, so they were they were readily available. He said, just go out and borrow water pots. In this place, he says, I want you to go out and dig ditches. What is God going to require of you? He may ask you just to praise Him. In the midst of praising, you don't get off with just thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you. We put. <laughs> It may require a little bit more than what you think. He's asking for you to participate in your miracle. Tell somebody, I want to elevate. Now, I don't know what your problem is. Now, see, let's pause for a moment. Let's do that. Let's, just, let's pause for a moment. Let's, let's pause for a moment. When we pause, the pause is for this effect. Because, you know, one of the things that's stated, is stated, this is just a light thing. This is like... This ain't nothing. Can I just say it? This ain't nothing. Yes. Man, can I tell you, most of you have been looking at whatever your situation is, how big it is. You, you ever look at your thing and it look real big? Yeah. Man, I, is there anybody, anybody here? Glory to God. <laughs> Listening audience, you know you can't answer me, but there are some people here. Glory to God. <laughs> we did have some people at church. They just went out. Listen, I, have you ever looked at your situation and felt like it was just too big. Yes. It's overwhelming. And God literally says, your situation is but a light thing. <laughs> Man, you got to laugh at that. <laughs> listen, listen. 
why you looking for the miracle that you looking for, the miracle that you desire, the miracle that you want. God said, that's a light thing. The prophet recognized that God is saying, hey, this is but a light thing. For, for this God that we serve, he said, this is but a light thing. He said, do you not know that I formed the world with my words? I just spoke the word and the world was, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. You mean, God, all you need to do is speak a word. <laughs> oh, y'all funny today. You've been talking about your situation. You've been going on about your situation for the last three hours. You've been going on about your situation for the last three years. God says, literally, it is just a light. That just messed you up, huh? I read it. Did, did I read it wrong? Do it say like that in your Bible? Your Bible. He said, but a simple, that's a simple, that's a light thing, little thing, just a little bit, just a little bit. Oh, what's your Bible say? This is easy in the Lord's sight. Woo! This is easy, simple, light. What's yours say? Same thing. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. Listen, man, you know what? I, that, that just kind of messed you up. And you've been saying, God, the, well, you need, my situation is too big for anybody. They can't handle I don't know if you can handle it, God. I've been having difficulty <laughs> handling it myself. I made, I made it so it sounded like, you know, like, hey, make, like making light of your situation. Well, well you, you don't see this, but, but literally that's what the prophet is giving him a word. He says, y'all asking for water like it's a big thing. He said, God said, he said, you know what God said? He said, y'all asking me for water? Is that what you want? You just want water? It ain't no big deal. He said, I'm going to make the water come to you. And you ain't going to see rain. You ain't going to see where the water coming from. I'm just going to make it come. You just go out there and dig the ditches. Someone said, well, wait a minute, God. <laughs> but look what he says. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. They were asking for water. He said, I will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. God said, listen, I'm going to give you the battle. I'm going to give you the victory. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, see. See, they, didn't, they wasn't asking. They wasn't asking about that. They forgot about. They had to go to battle. They just worried about the water. Now, God, we're gonna have to get to this this uh, this battle after we talk about the water. <laughs> they they didn't even bring it up. Woo! They didn't even bring up the real problem. The reason why they was walking and going to this place for seven days. The reason why they're going through is because they're going to battle. They wouldn't ask God, can you give us the victory? Could you give us the strength? Someone should have said, Father, we need you to strengthen our bodies. Give us enough to go forth, cause the water to be filled, and give us the victory. Or give us the victory in Jesus' name, even without the water. Or give us so that when we get there, we had a water that we take from them. Something. Nobody said that. So like, hey, listen, you go in. Prophet, you go in and you ask God where the water's at. <laughs> and the Lord says, this is what you want? You just want water? That's simple. Water. And someone come to you, it's like, you know, you almost feel like you somebody right now. Somebody say, can I have a drink of water? There's the hose. There's the faucet. You know, you just want that. Like it's a big thing. Like, you know, see, babies come to you and they be like, can I have some water? 
And you like, that all you want? God's like, is that all you want? Listen, folks, I want you to hunger in this place. The thing that 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 appetite that you have where you really want something from God. I just talk about, you know, God fix this, do this. You know, y'all been, you know, y'all come asking God, God, I got a dent in my car when I just ran into the fence. Could you fix it for me? <laughs> no. We, we really need to get into a position, into a place right now. The, the place that you really want in Christ is that you want to see the Spirit of God move in a miraculous fashion. You know, some of these things we've been looking at, God says, hey, this is not even a big deal. This is not, it's never a big situation to God. I don't even have y'all with me anymore, but it's like, because most of you have gotten discouraged along the way. Remember, it was seven days they went without water. Can I tell you, many of you have been in a dry and barren place for a long time spiritually. And whatever it is that you're crying out to God, you feel like God is not God. He's forgotten you. He's not with you. God has forgotten your situation. It's funny, but I need you to understand some things. Not every time when something bad happens, when something bad happens, does it mean it's the enemy. Y'all didn't catch that, huh? You see, from the beginning, this was ordained of God for them to go. So God already knew that they were going to fall into a place seven days in, needing water. God sent them out there to die? No. He knew at the seventh day part, they were going to be without water. And yet, God's, it's not the enemy that's done this. This is God. God is still... God's in the midst even though you don't have water. God's in the midst even though things are not flowing. God is in the midst even though it looks like it's not happening for you. Where you're at right now, even though things have not come through, God is still in the midst. I don't know if anyone grabs hold of this. And so here it is. These three kings are in this place. They need to hear from God. I don't know about you, where you're at right now, how long you've been going through, how long you've been in it, how long, how bad it's been, but God is still here. Now, 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 granted, if you didn't put yourself there, if you trusted God to go forth and you're in the place that God has called, even though it looks like it's chaotic, God is still on the throne. God is still reigning in that place. So if that's the case for you, then I need you to hear even right now that you need to understand that this place that you're in is still a light thing for God to turn around. It's a simple thing for God to switch. It's a simple thing. It's an easy fix for God. That sound about right? Woo! Man, I don't know about any of y'all because y'all probably looking at your stuff and say, man, God, this is still too hard for you. I don't know if you can handle it. Whatever your problem is, whatever your plight is, whatever your situation, whatever the circumstance, listen, folks, you need to do something right now. You need to make, I say, write something down, that, that, that thing that you think has been overwhelming you, write it down. And, and let's put it before the Lord. Is this too hard? God literally is saying whatever the thing is that you're facing, that you said it's overwhelming me. God is simply saying this is just a light fix. This is an easy fix. It's time to change it. Is that not what some? Okay, I must be in the wrong house. 
He goes on, there's much to be said, because I'm getting ready to close this up. Is this making sense to you guys? Because yes. I want you to know what the Spirit of God is really telling me. God said, it's your time, it's your season. God wants you to move into a new place. I'm not just trying to say a word to make you feel good. I'm trying to tell you that you, if you would understand, if you're willing, if you're willing to do your part, God's getting ready to supersede where the place that you're in. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is just... Just calling for individuals to step out and to step into this place. Now listen, seven days in, they were tired. Seven days in, they had no water. But seven days in is the same place where God meets them. Mm. Whew. Hey, you know, that's funny. Seven days. Glory to God. It's something about that number seven. Uh, oh, we won't even bother that. But listen, there's, there's something God getting ready to do. I can tell you this. On the eighth day, I know there's new beginnings. Someone needs to understand. God's going to really change your circumstance. He's going to change your situation. Where you're at, God's looking for someone to move in. Well, wait, 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 wait. I told you from the beginning, some of you have been standing in a place far too long. God said, you've got to vacate that place. Let's dig some ditches. We're going to fill something up. We're going to put something in this ditch. But it's not for you. You've got to move on. We're getting ready to get watered, folks. Glory to God. Now listen, there's water the next day. You know, excuse me, water came from all over. Someone say, well, it came from over there. I don't care where it came, but it filled all those places. What we need to understand, God has something for you right now. Why wow, I feel like I'm talking just to the camera. I pray, audience, that you're hearing this. Glory to God. God has something for you. You know, and the thing I love to tell people, I love that they would understand that the word works if you will work the word. Now, why do you say that? Because it's going to, the word requires us to do something. We have to delve into the word. We have to do something. They had to dig a ditch. God may want you to praise. Whew. Well, wait a minute. He may want you to pray. God may want you just to step out. Can you imagine God calling you to just, I just want you to go stand on your front porch and begin to thank me. I just want you to go on my front, on your front porch and begin to cry out, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. God may just want you in your house just to walk for, you know, glory to God, this will mess you up. He may just have you in your house just walking through, praying for everybody in the house. That ain't mean you grabbing everybody, just praying Amen. through the house. Help me, Holy Ghost. Listen, what does the Holy Ghost require? It, it can't be too much, but God has your victory. Glory to God. Tell somebody he's got your victory. Y'all still, you know what? They still haven't caught hold to it because see, one of the things about it, I saw that what happened when the prophet asked for the minstrel. He said, I just need somebody that can bring me into a place of worship. You haven't even moved into worship. You're still in the same place. Until you're ready to shift, you'll stay where you're at. So what happens? They had to get into this place. Is anybody ready to worship? Is anybody ready to get in that place? Father, I want something different than what I had yesterday. I want something more than I had 15 minutes ago. I don't want to stand and occupy this same place anymore. I want to move forth. I want to do something according to the word of God. I want to hear, I want to see, and I want to do in this season like never before. I don't know about you. I'm not content. I'm not complacent. I don't want to stand here. If I got to dig ditches, glory to God, let me dig a ditch. Woo! But I'm looking for See, tell somebody I'm looking for this ditch to get filled with water. 
Ain't no point in digging the ditch and filling it with dirt. Glory to God. That's where it was before. I want something to happen because God said it. I'm looking for something to change because God spoke it. Listen, as long as the enemy can keep you in the place where you've been discouraged and you're disgruntled, let me tell you like this. As long as you're in that position, in that mindset, nothing is going to happen. Tell somebody we're going to get motivated. That is to say we're going to exhort one another. We're going to motivate. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to cause each other to go to the place. Father, I give you thanks and I'm going to praise you in spite of. Listen, when was the last time you prayed for your neighbor? You can't pray for yourself. Come on, let's pray together. There's some things God may be requiring of you. For your miracle, God may want you, Billy, to pray for somebody else. For your miracle, while you're wanting prayer, God says, I want you to pray for 15 people. Woo, help me, Holy Ghost. But listen, God's just not going to give you the thing that you're asking for, but God is going to give you something that's more. Tell somebody more. More. More than you asked for, more than what you thought of, nor more than what you considered. God is not going to give you just enough. Woo. I love it because the psalmist even tell you, he says he gives it to, to the place. He says that my cup runneth over. Glory to God. God's not going to give you just barely enough. He's going to give you more than enough. Can I tell you today, God wants to take you into new places. Tell somebody new horizons now. God wants to take you up. Oh, my God, my God. I feel like preaching, but I'm going to close out on y'all. Glory to God. I guess, I guess, I guess it's, you know what? Maybe we got to save it for an audience that wants to hear this. Glory to God. I really feel... That the Spirit of God is saying. Maybe it's for you that's out there, not these people that are here. Glory to God. It must be for you that want to take hold. If you want it, God wants to do something. He wants to meet you. Paul, do you get in hold of this? You feel like it's for you? Glory to God. Glory to God. Paul, me and you going to take hold. We're going to take hands. We're going to believe God. Glory to God. I'm going to dig the ditch, Paul. You dig another one. Glory to God. We might call Billy over. Let's dig him three, each one of us. Look for some water to come in. I, we don't have anybody else. Maybe Pastor Ron, you're going to come over and help us dig. Glory to God. So now we got some fellas. Maybe we get these ladies. If someone just gets excited about what God is already doing. Listen, we can change some things. Can I tell you this? I believe it's now. Oh, I believe it's now. By the Spirit, God is saying it's time. He's pushing people in position. I told you, you can't stay where you were at before. Billy, you got to move because somebody's got to come into your spot. You've got something else to do. God is not content for you to just stand where you were at. Yesterday's gone, so a new day has come. And he's moving us from glory to glory. Help me, Holy Ghost. Woo, I don't know if I'm in the right house. But the thing that you're looking for, God said, I'm bringing it to you. Well, listen. Listen, not to the motorcycle rumble. Glory to God. Woo. Ah, my God, my God. Listen, listen. You know, we like to say, t just take your covenant hand and just reach it forth. Wherever you are, just reach your covenant hand forth. And Father, I'm thanking you right now. I just know that by the Spirit, 
that you're moving for your people. And what they're standing in need of, Lord, I thank you that you're meeting and exceeding the need. I thank you for miraculous moves of God. I thank you that this is the day that they're about to see do things come forth. I thank you for the new assignments. I thank you for the word of God coming forth for clarity. I thank you, Father, for those that are looking for wisdom and guidance, direction in this hour. I thank you that you're going to speak and they're going to clearly understand exactly what you're saying. I thank you that it's so in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you're going to cause your people to increase, that you're going to cause an increase to come and they'll move. They'll have the wisdom to do accordingly with the things that you're bringing. I thank you that this ministry is going to move forth in new territory in this season. So I thank you, Lord, that you're opening doors and opening ways that will come. I thank you for for streams and how you call it, for streams of income coming from every direction. I thank you, Lord, that you're causing things to come in place in this hour. Even as they're calling forth and asking you, I thank you that you cause them to a place of participation. They must be a part of the miracle that you're calling for. Even as they're calling for a, for a building, Lord, I thank you that you're going to speak to the hearts and minds of those that will choose to give into this place. And as they give, I thank you, Lord, that you're going to bless them for the things that they're even asking for, for the victory is theirs in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I thank you that it's done Somebody say it's done. it's done. I thank you that it's done in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now listen, when I get ready to get off of here, man, if someone wants to, to somehow tap in, I just feel like I want to agree with some people that really want to see something happen. I'm going to agree with you that, that God is going to meet your need, whatever that needs. Whoever it is that wants it, glory to God. I'm, I just feel it in my spirit. Glory to God. And so, Father, I'm thanking you that even now that those that don't know you, as, as the, how you say, as the Savior and Lord of their lives, that even at this hearing that you're calling them into a place, that they will call and ask for Jesus to come into their hearts. For you said that, behold, you stand at the door and knock. If any man will come in, ah, glory to God, that you will come into him, that you'll live with him. So, Father, I thank you that in this hour, that is anyone asked, that is done in Jesus' name. So we thank you for the time that you've given us. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. Again, amen. we like to say that the word works if you will work the word. Glory to God. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.